Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Manny Candace podcast. It's your girl Candace back at it again with a brand new episode of the Manic Candace podcast. This morning, this evening, this night, this afternoon, we are going to talk about therapy. Um, before last week, exactly one week ago today, I hated it. I absolutely despised it. I absolutely, it disgusted me. And the truth is, is that I'm scared of it. I'm scared that it won't work. I'm scared that I'm going to tell my deepest secrets to someone and it's not going to help me. I'm scared that the person I'm telling my life to is not equipped. And like what I am experiencing is an ego trip. And it's like... I'm trying to protect being vulnerable. I'm trying to protect myself from being vulnerable. And it's not helpful. I'm missing 50% of my treatment for my bipolar. And that is therapy. Adequate therapy. I'm not talking about going on BetterHelp. And that's no shade to BetterHelp. And Noah said that I will never advertise BetterHelp. And that's still true. Because I've tried it and I didn't like it. And like one thing I, let me just start from the beginning. I've been thrown into therapy since I was a child. Um, I was sexually abused as a child and I needed help because what that experience taught me was that the world isn't safe. From a very young age, I knew the world wasn't safe. I knew that I wasn't safe. I never felt safe from a very young age till now. I never felt safe by myself, felt safe around men, felt safe around just, I guess you could say, that feeling of being unsafe turned into insecurity. Insecurity in my sexuality, insecurity in my sexual expression. And that adversely came out into promiscuity. I mean, it makes sense, right? The girl who's sexually abused comes out of the whore. But from a very early age, I was forced to talk about it. I was forced to talk about what happened to me. I was forced to sit in a chair With a clinical professional that was a stranger, that was an old person. I mean, I'm, to give you context, I was six years old. So from six years old, being in a shrink chair, I mean, just imagine how scary that is. Like, just imagine how scary it is to, like, know that you're psycho as a six-year-old. Not because you did something bad or... Because something bad was done to you, and it's unfair. There's a, there's a, there's a score I want to settle with God. It's because it's like that. There, there's a reason why I have trauma. There's a reason why I use drugs. There's a reason why I have a reason to use drugs, and that's trauma. And there's a reason for that trauma, and that trauma stems from being a little defenseless child. 
And I don't know who the hell I'm talking to, but like, just know that like you have a, an effect, your behavior has an effect on people. And if you are doing something bad to someone, stop it. If, if you've been abused sexually, it's a different ball game. I'm not trying to minimize someone who hasn't, who has experienced a different kind of abuse. But, like, this is a, it's a different kind of hell. Because you grow up and you look at children. And you think to yourself, how? Or worse, Some people, I'm going to be real with you, 98% of child molesters were molested. Right 98%, I say this to you as someone with a criminology degree. I'm not saying this as someone who's Googling statistics. I, I know this from textbook. I know this. I studied this. And, like, what people don't talk about is that problem. We have a problem, surely, in America. I'm not here to point fingers at different countries, but I surely hear we have a child pornography problem. We have a child molestation, child rape problem, incest included. A lot of... These people who commit these crimes know the child or know the family or are the family. Think about that. So I'm 27, right? Twenty-one years ago that happened to me, and I'm still here smoking weed. And like I was thinking to myself, like, what if your, all of your mental health problems come from smoking weed. What if, and I say that as I light it. But what if, I was thinking, I was asking myself, I said self? How old were you when you were smoking weed? And I was like, I was 13. So. My brain is still forming as a teenager, as a very young teenager, a brand new teenager. And I'm just putting drugs in it. And not only am I smoking weed as I'm growing up, I'm putting cocaine in it. I'm putting meth in it. I'm putting ecstasy in it. I'm putting all kinds of things in my brain. And I wonder why I have mental illness. But I also have the caveat of this trauma. So instead of trying to figure out which one's the problem, I have to recognize that it's not, it doesn't matter doesn't matter. I got I it doesn't matter what caused it. The point is I got an issue. I got a mental illness now. And I have to take accountability. 
Because if I don't take accountability, I can't get better. I can't stop. I can't do things to form better habits for me. There's going to come a day, I hope, where I'm sober. There's going to come a day where I hope I got an upper hand on this mental illness. There's going to come a day where I've been through so much therapy. And I have a, like, I have a, um mentality that I'm going to be in ongoing therapy. I don't think I'm ever going to be perfect. There's always going to be new studies, new ways of doing things, new learning. If my mom was sitting here, she would definitely say it is the weed, it is the drugs. And like and part of me has to trust that. I mean, she's seen me 13 years but without it. I'm not here to discredit you if you have mental illness and you're here. I'm not here to discredit myself because at the end of the day, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist and at the, at the end of the day, they don't even know what's wrong with me. So, we're just here treating symptoms together. They got the license for drugs and I got the voice to tell them what's wrong with me. Doctor, I'm crazy. Doctor, I can't sleep. Doctor, I eat too much. Or maybe if you put down a fucking weed, you wouldn't be so symptomatic. You wouldn't feel tired at the wrong. You see, I just, I'm having a, I'm having a, I'm having an inner dialogue with myself. This is a podcast, but this is also an inner dialogue with myself. And this is why we have notes. <laughs> it's time for me to face my fears and go to therapy. At least that's what I told myself. Um, my last appointment with my psychiatrist, because I was about to go on medical leave again. I was about to be like, I can't do this. Because, like, guys, I was just, could not do work. You know what I mean? Like, I just, can you ever, like, been to your job and you're just like, nope. I mean, you have no fight in you absolutely no fight like you're just like nope i'm not going to work i'm not going to work all that drug is under drug i'm gonna get get you drunk get you love drunk chicken hair i drive these fuckers crazy okay what's talking about okay so Back to this. My doctor was like, I think you should try counseling. And I was like, I was going to bring that up, actually. I was. So she recommended this place, and I called them, and I immediately got an appointment with a male therapist. They asked me if I had a preference. I said no. And I believe that 
came into play, maybe. Like, me not having a preference. Because I, I really don't. Like, I just, I just want someone who knows what they're doing. That's my main concern. That's my main... That's my main bone. Is that, like, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I think it's just my experience with therapists as a child. Because I could smell when they, like, weren't equipped. And I mean that in the nicest way. I know not everyone has 20 years of experience under their belt off the bat. But, like, I just... I can smell when someone wasn't experienced or if I was their first patient that was difficult. Um, I could almost feel like they didn't know what they were doing. And that's an unsettling feeling as a patient. Like if you feel like your doctor is having a questionable moment within themselves... You feel like the whole world's falling apart. So it's just like, I really, really, really just emphasize, I want a therapist that knows their stuff. I want someone who paid attention in school. I want someone who reads books. I want, Like, I had, again, my ego. My ego is doing the talking. And I just had to let go and let God. And finally... Just say, yeah, 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 I, I will I will take the first available therapist, male or female, I don't care. So I got in, so last week I got in very late at 7, and it was all the way across from, across, way across from me. I'm in North Phoenix, and this was in Gilbert. So I drove to the therapist's office and he had Sour Punch Kids in his lobby. And I was like, oh my God. So, shy, shy, hush, hush, hi, Sorry. Um, so he had Sour Patch Kids and I ate all of them. He had like four packs of them and I ate all of them. <laughs> and then after that, I got called in and we did a psycho psychoanalysis assessment. Or that's what an analysis is, Candace. So we did a psychoanalysis on me and I, I let it all out. I'm like, hey, I have ho tendencies. It's not becoming the person I want to be. Um, I'm an addict. Uh, I have suicidal ideations. By the way, yeah, that's something I deal with. I don't know. There's something about death that seems very uh, peaceful at a time like this. Um, but, like, I don't have a plan. And that's what he asked me. He was like, do you have a plan? Do you have an idea of a plan? Like, do you, do you, do you have a plan? And I was like, no. That's the, that's that's one thing that I noticed that they look for, that professionals look for, is if you have a plan to commit suicide. Like, there's a difference between, to them, there's a difference between thinking about it and, like, planning to do it. Which, I, I, I agree. I mean, like, I, I, I kind of laugh at death, like, oh, that'd be nice, but, like, I'm not really kidding. 
Does that make sense? I don't want anyone to be alarmed. I'm not going to kill myself. But can you blame me? I mean, like, the current state of the world is just retarded. And I'm sorry to use that word, but it really is truly retarded. We got global leaders, like, playing with nukes and threatening the use of nukes. Like, we got... I heard I heard a rumor from Tim Cass podcast that there's a mega delta variant or omicron variant that is not released in the public is i repeat is not released in the public but was made in a lab oh shit i have to change this beyonce she's going to sue the shit out of me For a long time, I thought that therapy was about reliving every dark moment of my life. That's what I thought. I thought that I had. I thought I. I thought I had to sit in a chair and say, "My mom hit me." Um, she didn't hit me, by the way. Well, she hit me two times. That really stuck out to me, and it still hits me to this day. Love you, mom. Um, I think about the sexual abuse I experienced. I think about detailing that experience moment by moment. And that's something that I was forced to do as uh, initially. And so from that initial experience, I thought that every new therapist, I had to rehash that. I had to be like, by the way, this is what happened. By the way, this is why I'm fucked up. Like, it's like, oh, by the way, you got to know the prerequisites of me. And this is why I am the way I am. And that's, pause, that sucks. That sucks, like, to be abused and that becomes part of your identity. And, like, I've had people tell me to my face, you can't let that be part of your identity. Then why was it done to me? This is why I say don't hurt other people. Think about how you how your actions affect other people. Are you the type of person to abuse somebody? Stop it. Be honest with yourself. I think we I think we have a lot of conversation to victims and we don't have enough conversations to perpetrators. To potential perpetrators. There's a potential perpetrator, there's a potential abuser in all of us. Don't do it. You cause people to have their lives ruined. I mean, not wholly, but maybe hardly. I definitely took for granted all of the times my mom took me to the therapist, so I didn't treat it. I didn't value it. I mean, how could I? I was an angsty teenager. I was an angry child. I was a hurt child. So how could I have valued 
therapy for all that. How could I have benefited from it if I didn't know, if I wasn't the one to seek it? I mean, like, God, I have a reason to go to work now. It's because I want to keep my fucking health insurance because that's what pays for... I don't even want to know how much this is. That's how much that's how expensive it is. I don't want to know. I know it's in the thousands. I know it's in the tens of thousands. I know that alone, my Raylar alone costs $45,000 a year. I don't want to know how much my psychiatrist costs because I found out I have her at a discount and that's costing me $1,500. And I met my deductible, you guys, so that means I don't have to pay as much, so I'm not paying $85 for my Raylar anymore, at least for the time being, until it renews for the year, which I think is coming up next month. But my therapy is, like, really low right now, and I'm going to take advantage of that. I'm really proud of myself for taking the steps and talking to a professional i'm not talking to a friend i'm not talking to a phone (laughs) i'm talking to a professional and i'm getting help and i feel like if i can do it you can do it it wasn't that hard The hardest step was like, okay, you got to call and make an appointment. Okay, you got to show up to your appointment. But before that, it was like, you got to get your ID and your insurance card over to their office electronically somehow. So it was like, okay, okay, you're doing this. You're doing this. Filling out the consent forms. Paying the fees. Putting your card on file. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Like, I just hope my mom's proud of me. Like, I really do. Like, I'm really, I'm really trying. And it came with a lot of pressure, but it also came with a lot of embarrassment. It came with a lot of, uh, in an odd way, grace. I really like the way... My therapist is approaching his, I, I, I guess me, I guess, I, I guess, it, I, I like the way he's approaching me as in he's requesting notes from my psycho, from my psychiatrist. So he wants to know why she thinks my diagnosis is what it is. He wants to know what behavior she's observed. And I think... There's a huge, I will say, I think there's a huge disconnect between the way my therapist and my, and my, um, psychiatrist are looking at me. And like, because I will say when I told him my bipolar diagnosis, he was like, really, really, like, it almost like he was questionable like almost like he was shocked that that was my diagnosis almost like he didn't think I was bipolar 
and he sat with me for about 40 minutes and, and, and I wish I really 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 wish there was a test for this because it's like I wish there was a test for all of them I wish there was a test for Tourette's syndrome schizophrenia um borderline personality disorder bipolar disorder I wish there was the, like a legitimate blood test for it so we could know so we could treat it properly I really like how he's having me take tests like the other day he was like I want you to take this test on disassociating so for those of you who don't know disassociating is disconnecting from reality so disconnecting from your sense of self. So I did a test and I it humbled me because I realized that my symptoms and my experience could be a lot worse. My mental health could be a lot worse. And let's not get it to a point where it is a lot worse. My psychiatrist gave me a sleep medicine called Lunesta. Lunesta. It was on commercials so much when I was a kid. And it fucking works. I'm not falling over the bed or anything like that. I'm falling asleep. And thank God. Thank God I'm falling asleep. Because for a second there, I wasn't. And like today, I was at work and I got through it. I got through it. And like the last three hours were hard, but I got through it. And like I used to go like days without sleeping and trying to do my job. And no wonder I would end up crazy And I would record earlier this month. I recorded podcasts on like no sleep. It was embarrassing. Like what was I talking about? Let's just have a laugh. Let's just have a funny at me. Ha 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 ha. I told you. But there was a point in there where I told you that we could all laugh at me. <laughs> I will say I am hurting myself because I wasn't so truthful with my therapist. I I didn't tell him that I smoke a lot of nicotine. I didn't tell him that I smoke a lot of weed. Because I just knew that he was going to be like, aha, that's it. That's totally it. And that's going to confirm what I know internally that at least for the most part, I mean, for the for the very least, this weed doesn't help. If I had mental illness, this weed doesn't help. And if I didn't have mental illness, then this weed mimics mental illness, the symptoms of it.
you smoke weed chronically for 14 years and then go without it for one hour and see what kind of moon you're in. I mean, that makes sense. And when you are smoking weed at any time of the day when your high is gone, you're in a bad mood. No, you're not in a bad mood, but like you're in a mood where you'd rather not be high. You might want to go to sleep, you might not. I know my sleeping pattern is deregulated because of how much I smoke. I just, I'm getting more convinced, you guys, that marijuana isn't just a problem. It's a for real problem. I mean, I'm talking about for me. I'm not talking about for you, but like for me. I think that it's time for me to stop smoking weed. I mean, like, I feel like, I feel like everyone would agree. (laughs) What are you going to do with me? What am I going to do with me? I have to... Stick it out. I've been eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the past month. And it's been damn good. It's been damn good. I've tried like 10 different kinds of jams and 3 different kinds of peanut butters. And I've found it. I found it. I found it. It's the little things in life. I'm a creature of habit. I went to work today and I purchased peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. (laughs) This is Candace with the Manic Candace podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Thank you for listening. I bid you adieu. Let's get as many episodes as we can to Halloween. Let's do it to it. I believe in us. Okay, bye-bye.